you and your spouse or partner have listened to podcasts, you've read everything you can find online, maybe joined a lifestyle website and looked at all the fun and sexy people you might get meet and play with, talked to each other and made the decision. We are entering the swinging lifestyle. Then you leave the house. You get in the car. You drive to the club or the house party or the lifestyle event. Or to meet that couple that you met online and been texting back and forth. As you drive, the two of you engage in nervous banter. Sure is nice weather we're having, isn't it? Yeah, uh, when do we need to change the oil in the car? Uh, didn't you do that last time? You know, they really sounded nice when we were texting, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I think they did. And and the club owner seemed to think that we'd, we'd fit right in, huh? Then there's some silence, and the two of you get to your destination. As you park and walk to the entrance of the club, or the house where the house party is, or the bar where you're meeting the couple you met online, you feel your knees wobble. Are those butterflies in your stomach, or maybe... Hey, I, I think I've got the flu here. We need to text them then, maybe, and tell them, and, and get back in the car and go home. They'll understand. But no, you enter, and you just know everybody in the place is going to stop their talking, their laughing, and the club will go quiet, and everyone will look at you and then back at their friends, and they will select someone who will walk up to you and say, you have been weighed, you have been measured, and you have been found wanting. What have we done? This seemed like such a good idea when we're sitting on the sofa and we're drinking Tito's martinis and we're looking at that lifestyle website. Not in New Orleans seems like such an amazing, fun place to go. Never mind that we've never done this before. This is is scary. scary. (laughs) Well, we're back. And our topic for tonight's podcast is fears about the Swinger Lifestyle. It's Sunday, June 5th, 2016, and you are listening to Two or More to Tango. And this is where we insert our theme song. We're still trying things out. Whether we should have a tango of some kind for our theme or, or just a song that we like, we'd like y'all's feedback on what you think we ought to have for a theme song, even though we're into our ninth episode. After going through the whole thing on copyright and how hard it is to find stuff. We could just do a tango on our own. Boom, 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 boom. No. I thought that was kind of nice. Kind I'd listen to an album of that. <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, 
we're glad to be back. The time off, we had uh, some life events that required our attention. Uh, nobody died. Nobody was hospitalized, but everybody has these things happen in their lives, and we had to take care of things. And it wasn't anything serious, but it was enough that it pulled us away from the lifestyle for a while. And having been pulled away from the lifestyle, of course, it pulled us away from the podcast. We are back. As we talked about things in that time that we've been off and reflected on where we are today, and we thought about and have talked about how unimaginable it would have been back when we got started and you look at where we are. We're still relative newbies compared to a lot of people, a lot of the podcasters. But we've gotten, as to our theme tonight, we've gotten a lot of emails from people because I think we probably attract more of the newbies because of the nature of our podcast and the theme. I think every theme has been... Something new. What have we done has different? Every, has every one of ours been something new? I think so. So we've had at least eight new things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we don't have a a new thing for tonight. Although, what are we drinking tonight? We are drinking Tito's vodka in the form of vodka tonics. Have we ever had vodka tonics um, while we podcast? Say no. No. <laughs> okay. Hey, we've got another first. Not the most <laughs> exciting first in the world. We've had a, a number of emails from people who have said, We've listened to you guys talk about stumbling into the wi- lifestyle. The lifestyle we have heard. We, we've heard about you guys stumbling Stop into it. the lifestyle. <laughs> We're hunting rabbits. <laughs> we haven't had that much vodka yet. We have heard from a number of you who are listeners who have said in emails to us that you're interested in getting into the lifestyle, but there are things that you're afraid of, things that you're worried about, and. I think we can really identify with that, right? Absolutely. If you think back to our very first time that, well, remember the very first time that we met with a couple that we met online just for the girl-girl play. Do you remember how that felt driving to meet them in the bar? It was it was very terrifying. I remember the first time that we went to the club right before our first night in new orleans and we got in the car and we we kind of sounded like that couple <laughs> dri- driving to the club you know it, it really was well it sure is a nice day out today isn't it <laughs> i think this will be fun and we were we were talking about we we did the interview with the club owner we did and he sounded like a really nice guy, and we described our concerns in terms of, hey, we're not in our 30s, and we've never done this before. And I think he sounded very... He was very encouraging. Yeah. And very positive towards us. And on the other hand, I think... But then dri- again, he was getting our money. <laughs> That's right. He was getting our money. So when we were driving there, we were kind of talking about, well, he, he seemed really nice, right, on the on the phone, and... And I think we were probably listening to a SwingerCast podcast as we drove from the hotel mm-hmm. to the club, trying to get in the mood. But walking from the car in front of that house where that club was and walking across the way and looking around at other people as they were walking in, our hearts were up in our throats. Mm-hmm. Until was, until we walked in. Yeah. 
it was very warm and inviting. Um, each person we met that was staff. Do you remember the name of the the young woman who was our host? Not a clue. And she was hot, but... And just the friendliest person ever. But the point is, we were scared to death. And I think most times, if you've listened to our podcast, you've heard this. The fear has come from the... Unknown. And the anticipation, the what if. And so we've heard from a lot of you who have expressed those same fears. And as we looked at the emails and as I jotted down what are the different fears that people have asked us about, I think as you and I go through these tonight, we'll be able to identify with every one of them. So, what's the first fear we're going to talk about? Well, the first fear is, I think, the fear that most people have in in life anyway. Like if you go to a new school, as you go to just about anything, and it's the fear of rejection. Everybody wants to be liked. Everyone uh, wants to be included. No one wants to be picked last for dodgeball in gym class. I have nightmares about being picked last for dodgeball. I lived being they don't do that in schools anymore do yeah, they? they do i thought that was one of those things that people said yeah we're not going to let people throw we're not going to go there because i'm very militant about this particular topic. <laughs> okay but yeah if if you're a little nervous about being judged anyway and you're going to go into a club and there's going to be a whole room full of people that are figuring out who they want to have sex with. Just That's what we're there that's for. That's what you're there for. Or you go into a, an event like Desire. We've never been to Desire or a Cruise. We've never been to a Cruise. we got some first we can do. Or Naughty New Orleans or a house party. Or even just... You Going know, to meet a, a new couple at a bar for drinks. There is that, that worry that we're going to walk in... And they probably won't have somebody, you know, come up to you like we did in the intro. Although that music, that's, I think, what we felt like when we left the house the first time. And the second time. And the first time in the club. And in a way, we were standing around in the in the bar the first time in New Orleans that first night. We kind of felt like everybody around us is having a great time. But I felt like one of those TV shows where everybody around you starts to blur and you hear the scary music. Maybe, that was totally what was going on in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they were just playing scary music and we'd had enough vodka. <laughs> we thought it was our imagination. But, yeah, you, we've we got a number of people who have said, we're interested in doing this, but we're a little bit older, like we are. Or they're worried about, you know, we're not attractive enough. There is a uh, website called... Uh, the Swinger Board. I don't think you've ever been on it. Nope. Never and heard of it. I think it's swingerboard.com or something like that. I need to look it up. But it's a it's a very well-known kind of central place. Tons of forums. That's the main thing. And there was a woman that posted on there and said, you know, I'd really like to go, but I really, you know, I've had three kids and I'm worried about how I look and I've got a lot of weight I should lose and I'm afraid nobody's going to want to do anything with me. And then I'm just going to feel worse. And Were you reading my profile? No. 
somebody asked her to post a picture and said, I really doubt you're what you think you are. And so they put a, a profile up on a website. And I went and looked at it, and a lot of people did. And then I think everybody was going to jump in and say what they normally do. Look, there, there is something for everybody in this thing. And, oh, my gosh, everybody looked and said, woman, you're hot. They were not. Being solicitous? Is that the right word? I don't think that's the right word. I so, think solicitous is like, come here, honey, let's go play. <laughs> well, they might well, maybe have. They maybe were. they were. You're right. Maybe they were being solicitous. They weren't, they weren't just being nice. She was really hot. She was this redhead that, that looked uh, any club, not in New Orleans. Uh, we would certainly go after her and we'd wonder if, if, you know, we'd probably have to get in line. And yet, she felt like, and I think part of it is, if you go on these websites, you will find people that do look what they they talk about in the lifestyle. A lot of people say, we're no Ken and Barbie. There's more people that say, we're no Ken and Barbie, than the people. I'm looking for the one that says, we're the Ken and Barbie you've been looking for. <laughs> Although, you know what's the dirty little secret about that? Uh, Ken does have a penis. Yeah, take off their clothes. <laughs> and you're going to realize you don't want Ken and Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I never had a Barbie doll, but I have heard she doesn't even have nipples. Nothing to pierce. That would just be sad. <laughs> we diverge. It is a, the lifestyle is the most accepting, friendly, non-judging group you'll ever meet. You will find people that are your match. Now, there's no doubt that there are going to be people that are going to be looking around at who they want to play with, and they won't pick you. I mean, that you're talking about having sex with them. And there's going to be people that you're going to look around at. And for some reason, you're going to say, you know, they just, for some reason, we don't click. That's just the way it is. And once you get over your worries that if somebody says no... And, and, and that can be, um, as simple as being, um, if, if you're in a two couples talking to each other, it can be as simple as the guy looks like your uncle and we know we actually ran into that the second time we went to the club was there was a woman in a yellow mesh top as we were wandering around the club and we were old pros by then because we'd been to not in New Orleans, right? No, the second time. We went after. Uh-uh, we went twice. We wanted to make sure. Did we go twice before? We did. The only one I guess I remember very well was the first one when well, we actually well, played. that's a lot because you only played with me that time. No, <laughs> it wasn't that. I, I'm, I'm recounting it even. I just thought for some reason, because uh, <clears throat> I, I felt a lot more comfortable that second time. Anywho. But in that one... We looked at the other couple, and, and she had on a yellow mesh see-through top that was very hot, and she was fun, and she was friendly, and should have been a lot of fun. And her husband... It just reminded us of my uncle's. And, you know, in my mind, he was wearing overalls. I know he wasn't. Oh, my gosh. In my imagination, he is wearing overalls. He didn't really wear overalls. I don't think so. I don't think you'd go to a swinger club in overalls. I don't think so. Not with her wearing. But, but when we talk about it, <laughs> he does. Because your uncles were all farmers. Yes. 
So yeah, that was a no for us. We, we've talked to people that have said that, or, or read somewhere, people that said they met a couple and one part of the, of the couple looked just like their cousin and they just couldn't get that out of their head. There are going to be people that you're not going to be the match for. That night we had one of each. We talked to them. It was really clear she would be very happy playing with us. And we said, we've enjoyed chatting with you. We're going to keep wandering around. So that's, you know, your signal of, you know, we're going to keep. Thanks, but no. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that side of things in a few minutes. But then we we did go outside. We came back in and we walked past a couple right past the door and they were fun. And we said, hi. And they were just, can you, can they see me? With my arms wide open. I don't think so. They were very welcoming and basically invited us to sit with them. And we sat and we chatted with them a good part of the I evening. Had a couple drinks. Had a couple of drinks. You danced with him. Although, I don't know if you got up and danced. You danced with him at the table. At the table. He was obviously very interested. And they had some great stories. Oh, they, they did. And we hit it off. But it was one of those things where you feel like we're really hitting it off the table. And we're just going to be at this table but but not really because she was kind of she was a little, not totally into it. She was a little withdrawn. So at some point, we we did not come here to stand at a table and drink whatever we were drinking. And uh, we said we're going to go on upstairs and find a, a playroom, and y'all come and join us if you like. So we went up to the group room and we had a great time playing. And we never saw them again. And, no, we did. We came back down and they were dancing. I remember that. Okay. And I remember thinking, uh, I don't ever remember them going to the playroom. I don't know if they went and played that night. She didn't have much clothes on at the end. I remember seeing her as we left. Okay. But the point is, that will happen. But in terms of being rejected, we had that fear. Very first time we went to the club, we connected with somebody, and we really aren't Ken and Barbie. We've taken off our clothes and checked. <laughs> but we're not 30 hard bodies. If you look at an ad for Desire and you see all the people, they all look like, you know, male models in the ads and female models. Believe me, that we, we've talked about this before. There's a huge spectrum of, of personalities. There's a huge spectrum of sizes, sizes, and... ages, uh, likes, dislikes, types of play. And there are a lot of people that we have met that we've become good friends with that like at Naughty New Orleans that we'll probably never play with. For whatever reason, there's just not a connection there. But we have never gone down there and not found several couples that we've connected with. We've been to the club and had fun. We've met people online and had a great time. So that fear of rejection, I think the bottom line is the community is very, very accepting. You won't be judged. You may not find every time you go, you may not make a connection, but you will not be judged. And I think what most people are surprised by is you go to something and you think, we're going to be the oldest people here. And you look around and you go, we're not even near the oldest people here. Somebody may go and think, I'm going to be the most out of shape or the largest person here. You're, the odds are, I'll take bets that you won't be. You'll be right there in the middle, right there average. If you're worried about more intimate things, my boobs aren't big enough, my cock's not big enough, 
my whatever. Just put that aside. You will find your connection out there. Fear rejection is just not something that that happens in the lifestyle. Well, it happens, but the judgmental part doesn't happen. What is next on our list? The fear of jealousy. Why don't you talk about that? The fear of jealousy is very real. Uh, one of the things that we had to talk about before we did this, uh, before we went to Nani New Orleans for the first time, we had booked this expensive, fancy trip to this lifestyle event, and we realized we've never done this before, and we don't know what it's going to be like to see each other with a, another partner. So um, that was one of the reasons that we went to a, a, a lifestyle club to begin with. We did talk about it a lot. You have to talk about it a lot. One of the things that we realized is that if you have insecurities in your relationship. Your regular relationship. In your regular relationship. If you question your significant other about every conversation they have with someone of the opposite sex. If you monitor their phone. If you... Hack into their email. <laughs> okay, let's not get into criminal. Um, but you might have a problem with uh, the lifestyle. Yeah, so when people email about the fear of jealousy, the thing that we always go back to folks with is, what's your regular relationship like? We've said this before. I think one thing that helped us a lot is we've been married many, many years before we did this. Kids are all out of the house. We're very secure in our relationship. We are not worried that we don't take each other for granted, but we're not worried that we're going to play with another couple and she's going to like that guy more than me and run off with him and vice versa. What you don't know, though, is you're watching your wife having sex with another guy, going down on him or him having intercourse with her. Why is it just on a, with another guy? Well, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> and, yeah, it may be a hot fantasy. I think for some guys, they've always fantasized about that. But when it comes to real life, you may not like her looking like she's enjoying it that much. And, and she may be the same way when she sees you really enjoying another woman. A little bit of that is something you can probably talk through. But I think the key is... You do talk about it. The first time that we played with a couple in the in the club, afterwards, we, well, as we were doing it, we we're looking at each other. And it was very clear you were having no issues. <laughs> You're really, it was your very first time in an environment like that with another guy. And, well, you didn't know if you were going to like it. And you did. You liked it a whole lot. I didn't I know. what there. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. And... We realized, and we talked about it when we came home, and we said, or back to the hotel in that case, I think that's the key. Talk to each other the whole time. If you feel a little bit of pang of, of boy, you know, you I've never heard you make that noise with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, it, there's nothing wrong. It, you know, what is the secret to a great relationship? Communication, Communication right? And so, you know, if you, you see her and, and, making noises and her eyes rolling back in her head and her toes curling in a way that you never, you never heard her toes pop before. 
or as the as the woman if you see your husband and and you see some woman going down on him and he's like oh my god oh my god and you're thinking okay i do that all the time why is this so special you know talk about it be open the worst thing you can do is have those feelings and not communicate about them but i think what most people find if they're very secure in their relationship to begin with and mrs tango had a very good point if you get in the to the lifestyle to solve problems in your relationship it's just going to magnify them it's kind of like people that say we're going to have a baby to to fix our screwed oh. up marriage <laughs> well the lifestyle is the same way and you'll hear that from every podcast or every website out there jealousy is something that people have a worry about and i guess our response is go slow and see what you think and then talk about it afterwards. There is a term called compersion. And I've never really heard it until I got into the lifestyle. So when I heard somebody talking about it, I looked it up. Compersion is the opposite of jealousy. It's when you see your partner having a good time, enjoying themselves, and you take great pleasure vicariously through seeing, see vicariously too. I'm going to use all these big words. I know that word. <laughs> Watermelon. I got a bunch of them. <laughs> really, really big. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. If you say it backwards, it's... No. No, don't. 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 Okay. Docious aliex, big French calorupus. I had to do it. it. It is enjoying yourself by seeing your spouse. We, we talked about in our, our Naughty in New Orleans the first time we went, and we had the six of them in our bedroom, and you were going down on the, the British guy. And you looked up and you kind of gave me a little eyebrow raise, a little bit of a wink. And it was just the, the hottest thing ever. So, again, go slow. Talk, talk to each other. Talk about it before. <clears throat> talk about it afterwards. And that's, I think, all we can say about the jealousy thing. We have been very surprised that we haven't had uh, any of that so far. The next one. This one's no fun to talk about. Ew. <laughs> but, and we, we thought about this too, and, and we asked folks about it, did a lot of research, but it's the fear of STDs. We've had at least one listener that said, you know, my wife and I, or actually it was her, she said, my husband and I are interested in getting into the lifestyle, but oh my gosh, you know, all these people having sex with all these other people, it's just, it did just like, like uh, a huge swimming pool full of STDs, you know, it's just this, they got to be everywhere. What you find in the lifestyle is one, almost everybody uses condoms. Yes. It has to be discussed in length beforehand if you're not going to use them. And it's probably going to be with people that you know and have an ongoing long-term relationship with. That's a very good point. These are professional sexers. <laughs> I mean, they, well, not professional, but in a way, I mean, these are people for whom sex is is basically their kind of the lifestyles. I hate to diminish it and call it a hobby, but in a way, it, it is. These are people who talk about sex. They're very aware of this issue of sexually transmitted diseases, and they know that that that's something that you have to stay on top of. And so this is probably the safest group of people 
that you'll ever meet? Your likelihood of catching some disease is probably far less when you are at a lifestyle event than you are if you pick up and take a couple home from your local corner bar. Your local? Your local Local, have another vodka (laughs) tonic. Everybody, whether it's an event or people online, everybody has to be aware of it. And everybody talks about it. The the default is, like she said, people use condoms. People just discuss, and and a lot of people get tested uh, frequently. I just, we've been doing this for a couple of years now, and we listen to people tell stories, and we hear different funny stories. Nick and Nora told some, but we haven't heard one yet where somebody said, yeah, you know, this couple said that they were clean and, and whatever, and we ended up catching... Something. Something. It is, uh, particularly if you have been monogamous your entire life, absolutely the only way you're going to be 100% is if you and your partner are monogamous. But it just really doesn't seem to be a big issue in the lifestyle group. The next one is that we've heard from people. What if we meet up with a couple, we met them online, we've talked with them, or we're at a club and we go to a room or go to our room and then suddenly they, they want to do something that you aren't comfortable with. I want to do bad things with you. <laughs> See, we can do that for a theme song. <laughs> Nobody's going to recognize that. Just think in your mind the theme song from what show was that? True blood. True blood. I am chasing squirrels. But you get, we've had a couple of people that said, well, you know, my wife and I, and we're really worried that we'll meet up with somebody and we'll go to a room and we'll play. We'll play. And then they're going to want to, I'm trying to think of something that I could even say that they'd want to do. Uh, well, I mean, like with the woman, you know, what if all of a sudden he wants to do anal and I'm, I'm not cool with that? The answer is, there are rules, and there are rules for a reason, so you don't get into these situations. Um, it has been our experience that the women have set up the play rules uh, before... Well, the couple set the rules. The women discuss the rules. In, in our experience, it, it has been that the women... And that's another thing. You hear a lot of this from the women. They, I think they picture the old TV shows or movies where they have the key party and all the guys throw their keys in the in a bowl. Hey, with the right set of people, that could be fun. That could be a lot of fun with the right set of people. Then the guys pull the keys out and they reach out, they look at the woman and say, you're going with me. And she has no choice. That's just the game. The women really do run things. And so you talk about it beforehand. You communicate the rules beforehand. There, there's a real protocol to the whole thing. And you, you discuss what is it you do? Is the woman by? Is, is, do you, I mean, there, there are people that don't kiss, for example. So all those things get discussed beforehand. And, and I think, you know, if, if you meet a couple online and you communicate back and forth, there's a lot of time. Hey, when they can ignore there was a year. <laughs> <laughs> don't take that much time. You know, with, with couples online, you typically text back and forth and you talk about what are your rules, et cetera. But even if you go into a club or even if you go into an event like Naughty in New Orleans and you meet a couple 
and you immediately say, hey, you know, you hit it off. Let's go to our room and play. On the way, our experience has been, in fact, <laughs> like Mrs. Tango said, we've typically, it's funny how the women always find an excuse to go ahead Mr. of Tango us. Mr. Tango never hears the I never, the I've never heard that discussion that you've had. You always find a reason to go or you send the guys off for ice. And then typically you'll come over to me and say, we've already talked about the rules. And here's one of the rules that um, you don't discuss with your other, with the people you're playing with, but it's a, it's kind of a given rule. You don't change the rules in the middle of play. If you have said soft swap only, mm -hmm. you only do swap, soft swap. And I don't want to use us as a good example of anything other than being afraid, but a couple that are probably listening that we so wanted to be in New Orleans this time who aren't, who we talked about, who we were their first room play. They were uh, very, very new to the lifestyle. Very, very new. And, and, and by gosh, they had life stuff come up in their life, too, so they're not going to make Naughty New Orleans. But we're thinking of you, too. We're going to see you before next Naughty New Orleans. We're going to find a way to get back together. They got caught up in it. They were very, very new. And at one point, she asked the question, should we go full swap? Now, they had never done anything more than kiss. But you can get caught up in the excitement and the fun and the passion. And it's why you, you make the rules very, very clear up front. And that's a good example where in that case, even though we're not the most experienced in the world, we were the, the experienced couple. And we said, no, those were your rules. We recommend that you go slow and stay with your rules. Even though it sucks oh. to say this. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, that, that. They were really hot. They were so hot. It was really, really tough. Especially that was our first week to ever go full swap too. Make sure you communicate. And if you ever do get in a situation, and it is very, very, very rare. But if you ever get in a situation where for some reason the other couple wants to do something you don't want to do, you just say, hey, no. And if you have no to... No still means no. That's the rules, and you just tell them. But it doesn't happen very often. The The next one that we got, and we don't get a lot of these, and they, for some reason, they all seem to come from the guy. It's fear of performance. It typically comes in two equal and opposite formats from a guy. And we'll get an email and it'll say, this is for Mr. Tango, because our email that most people use is tango at two or more to tango.com. And it's like, Mr. Tango, here's the thing I'm worried about. We've never done this before. We're going to meet a couple. Another woman looks really hot. The fantasy is very hot. And I'm scared I'm going to last about three seconds. And then she's going to be totally disgusted and upset. And I'm going to really, really feel terrible. We rarely get anything from a woman who says, I'm not afraid I'm going to orgasm too quickly. That doesn't happen. Well, no. <laughs> I, I think there's a couple of things there. One, I think a lot of guys are surprised, particularly if you don't use condoms in your normal relationship, that once you put a condom on, you may be surprised that it takes a lot longer to come, especially the first times when you get used to it, than you think. And I was really surprised the first time we played 
full swap. It was a very, very hot situation. She was very hot. And I was like, okay. Because I had that fear too. I thought, I'm going to be done. And Mrs. Tangle and the other guy are going to go for another 30 minutes and we're going to be done. But two things. One, you will probably be surprised it'll take you longer than you think if you haven't used condoms. Two, if you do come too fast and you're with a couple that has played with others before, and Nick and Nora talked about a guy that that happened, and, and she said, I was fine with that. That happens. It's almost a compliment. There are things you can do as a guy to keep play going Keep play going with her. You don't have to just say, oh, I'm going to sit over here and read a yeah, magazine. You don't have to stop. People understand that happens. And believe me, most couples are just, most women are, are going to be fine with that. Like I said, it's, it's, it's almost a compliment. And if you take too long, they'll probably understand that too. The other fear that men have is unlike a woman, you know, a man has to have an erection. We've had things from guys that said, what if we get in there and we start to play? And I'm just so intimidated. I just can't get it up. It happens. It just, it happens. It hadn't happened to us yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't happen at some point. It can be. Now, you've had the situation where you've been distracted. Oh, yeah. The first few times that we played with anybody. You're going to really disappoint the people we played with. I know. I know. I was so distracted that, that I didn't come. That doesn't mean to say that I didn't enjoy myself. Yeah, that's a fear that, that guys have is that maybe I won't be able to have an erection. I It may happen. And once again, I think what most people would recommend is you just go play some other way and you may be surprised what will happen. But in this community, people have seen it all. Don't worry about it. Just have fun. And it is a common fear and we all have it. Now, the next one. I think for me... These are ones we still have. Yeah. The fear of uh, seeing somebody you know in real life in a, in a lifestyle. lifestyle situation. Yeah. And I think that goes with the, sec- the next one, the fear of being outed. Yeah, you can probably combine those two. We, we had emails that said, what if you walked into a lifestyle club and there were two people that lived down the street from you? Or your boss and his wife. I think we've heard stories of people meeting their boss. Somebody Uh, we know met their three doors down neighbor. It happens, but it's pretty rare. We have never heard a situation, though, because guess what? They're thinking. It is just flip it all around. You're thinking, oh, shit. And the other people are thinking, oh, shit. And I can see a situation where... (laughs) <laughs> both couples are walking around the club, you know, with their hand up, trying to, with their face down, trying not to be seen by the other ones. It's like, so what? You're both there. Nobody's, um... Yeah. I won't tell if you won't tell. I think it would be a little bit of a difficult conversation, but... It could get a little... I mean, depending on who they were, if it's somebody you see all the time... If it's your preacher and his wife... Yeah. Maybe. It, it could be a bit awkward, right? If it's your boss and his wife... It, it could be a little bit awkward. It's even even worse if it's your boss and his girlfriend. Ooh, 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 that would be. No, that'd be cool. 
I'm guaranteeing. <laughs> I'm guaranteeing some promotions. That is that is job security at its very, very best. I never thought about that. We need to start hitting a whole bunch of clubs around and just anyway. I know your boss. Uh, let's not. not that's not going to though. I, I will say, and then the fear of being outed goes with that. But I think when we hear people talking about, you know, what if somebody finds out I'm in the lifestyle, and they tell people in our community, et cetera. That's a little bit different than meeting somebody in a club. I I kind of freaked out when we uh, we had played with Nick and Nora, and then we went to Naughty New Orleans. They didn't know we did a podcast. We were still trying to figure out how to tell them, you know, how and to when we, to tell them, how and when. Then, but we, we were going to tell them, right? And at least that's the story we're sticking to right now, right, <laughs> Nick, right, Nora? No, we were going to tell them because we get along with them really well. But then we get a a text from them, and we were sitting in our little outdoor playroom there, our little sunroom. <laughs> and we get a text that says from them that says, guess who has a podcast? And we were just sitting watching TV and we looked at each other and went, oh crap. And there was that moment of they're going to be really, really ticked off. At first it was funny because she was, I think she was actually texting while he was driving. Mm-hmm. We talked about that in the interview. But they were listening to the SwingerCast uh, roundtable that, that John had put together, a bunch of podcasts that had been in Odd in New Orleans last year. And they were just listening to that. And they heard us talk. And they recognized our voices. And they recognized our voices. Now, they didn't know we had a podcast. But apparently our voices were distinctive enough to them that she turned and said, oh, that's Mr. Tango. And he said, no, nah, no way, no way. And then they listened and they went, that is them. And they so, had no idea we had a podcast. So it wasn't like they were listening to us. Now, they knew we were not in New Orleans. And so we were busted. But And then we kind of laughed about it, and they were very cool about it. And we immediately talked about, you know, them coming on a podcast with us. But what really freaked me out in terms of being outed was that our voices are distinctive enough. That somebody could pick us out from a roundtable discussion where neither one of us talked a whole lot. I, I think that Mr. and Mrs. Jones talked about it, and I don't know if they talked about it in their podcast or just were talking with them maybe one time down in Naughty New Orleans, that they got on an ele- elevator, and he laughed, and the people in front of him turned around and said, you're Mr. and Mrs. Jones, just from his laugh. That must have been a, a lifestyle environment. I can't yeah. imagine you're in the Sears Tower and you laugh, and they go, oh, that's Mr. and Mrs. Jones. That they fear- may or may not live in the Chicago area. They don't. Oh, that was your... I was giving them plausible deniability. <laughs> they live somewhere else in the United States that's not Chicago. Oh, because I said Sears Tower. Yes. Yes. <laughs> See, I'm giving them more. See, if you hadn't said that, I'd have really given them an amenity. I don't know if I've ever said that word out loud before. And you said it wrong. Anonymity. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll run the tape. <laughs> I was giving them even more secret identity. That's an easier two words yeah. to say. By saying Chicago, and you just blew it. But anyway, you know, that made me think, if somebody that is listening to a podcast, anybody can listen to the podcast, and they hear our voices, and they go, you know, that's Joe and Jim from San Laguna, California, and they know who we are. Oh, God, did I just give us away? <laughs> <laughs> that could be an issue. 
And it is something that you do worry about. Now, there's one way for our listeners to avoid that. Don't do a podcast. (laughs) If you're not doing a podcast or something like that, the odds of you being found out are extremely low unless it's somebody that you've met in a club. The other way that you could get found out is you put a profile up and you're not real smart. I guess not ignorant means you don't know any better. Now, I just mentioned we got a thing. They had an episode on, you know, you want to get into the lifestyle, and they talk about the best way to do this in terms of a, a website that you join. Yeah, you don't put your face pics up. Be a paid member, and you make sure only paid members can see your profile. You you got to understand that who can read your profile, and you want to keep it anonymous enough. We don't use even our real city because we come from a small town. And so we don't even put our real town in our profile. We put one that's close, that's a bigger city. We don't. We are a region. Uh, no, you you, you have, have to put, put you have to put your city. And if you're living in Kansas City, or if you're living in Chicago, or you're living in in San Tulsa. Francisco, or Tulsa, or or you know some big city, then yeah, you can do that. In the odds, if you live in a really little town, you probably don't want to put your 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 real town. But you're very careful about what you put in the profile that anybody can see. Even in our certified one, where you say, okay, this is a person that has paid to be a part of the of the website and certified in that they've done something to prove to the people that run the website that they're really them and not just some guy that wants to look at pictures. And, in fact, that is certified by somebody else that has played with them even in our certified pictures, we don't show face pictures. And we try to keep anything identifying out. We have a very private gallery that we only share with somebody that we're very, very comfortable sharing that with. So for the listeners that have asked us about being outed, there's just some steps you can take to avoid that. It is very, very, very rare. The only thing we've really heard about, a couple of people that met somebody in the club that they knew, well, Nick and Nora talked about the meeting of high school people. A high school like, friend. It was like, uh, you know what it reminded me of? Hmm. The Pina Colada song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, it's you. <laughs> Remember they exchanged the thing back and forth? Yeah. Although the thing about that song, isn't he trying to cheat on his wife? Yeah. And isn't she trying, trying to, to cheat? cheat? I mean, there's a big difference between cheating and the lifestyle. But see... In, in the lifestyle, it's not cheating if, if you're watching. It's not cheating. You didn't get that right. How did I get it? How is it wrong? It's not cheating if your spouse is watching. Oh, okay. But they went, oh, hey, it's you when they met. And I think Nick and Nora had a situation where they met somebody on the website. And then when they met, they went, oh, it's you. And they had a great laugh. They're great friends. So I think we've said enough about that one. Okay. The, uh, the is... last one is, by the way, we were talking about the jealousy thing. And you said, I noticed you didn't talk about the guy being jealous watching his wife play with another woman. Yeah. It's it's funny because we always kind of take for granted that guys don't get jealous watching their wife play with another woman. And, in fact, it's usually a fantasy for most guys. But we have run into a situation in the past, before we were in the lifestyle, where a guy was really, really jealous and did not want his wife even kissing another woman. Uh, years ago, we went to an event uh, called Fantasy Fest in Key West, Florida. It's a big, fun 
basically a sex party uh, in uh, New, uh, not New Orleans, in Key West around October, uh, the end of October, Halloween. I have a friend that back in the day we would have bets with each other, seeing who could who could come up with uh, bigger and better uh, fun Dare. exploits. And uh, we had a bet because she was going to be there too. And neither one, nobody was in the lifestyle at that time. Nobody was in the lifestyle. Who could come home with video proof of the most kisses with another woman? We both kissed a lot of women. Uh, we both had a lot of fun. Uh, we won't talk about who won. <clears throat> we do that in, I think, the first episode. Anywho, <laughs> um, I asked this woman that, that was very attractive. Uh, on the crowded streets the of crowded Duval st- where everybody was naked. I told her I told her my story. I said I have a I have this bet with my friend, and she's here somewhere with her husband. And could I kiss you? And my husband take a picture of it. And uh, she says, "Oh no, 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 no! I, uh, my husband wouldn't like that." And I said, "Okay." And he and he was there. Time. And yes, her husband was with her. A few hours later in the day, I passed her on the street, and uh, she slipped me a piece of paper. <laughs> And it had her phone number on it, and she whispered in my ear, "If you want to play later, give me a call." Yeah, she. Uh, her husband had some insecurity issues. Yeah, so when we talk about the jealousy thing, uh, if you have an insecure relationship, and I take it for granted that guys won't be jealous of girls playing with girls, but it can happen. The last one that we had, we talk about the fear of rejection. I think in a lot of cases today, yeah, we don't want to go to a club or not in New Orleans or, or, you know, meet somebody online and we exchange pictures and we talk and chat and text back and forth and, and, and then you go have dinner or drinks with them and they look at you and they say, I think I've got the stomach flu. <laughs> I think I got a headache. Uh, I think I left the. Uh, I'm dehydrated. <laughs> I'm dehydrated. I think I left the uh, iron on at home. We got to go. I mean that. Yeah, that would hurt your feelings, but you can live with it. And, and, and you know, if you do this enough, you're probably gonna laugh about it. But how do you how do you let what if you're that know? couple? Yeah. What if you're the person that you're just not into that other couple? And if you're in a club environment, like we did, we talked about that with a couple where her husband looked like one of your uncles, it's relatively easy because you can say, well, we're going to go chat with some other people or something like that. Mm-hmm. But even then, it was a little awkward. It was. And we didn't get to a point where she said, hey, y'all want to go play. Y'all want to go upstairs and play. Everybody tells you, and we, we've had people ask us this. Although clearly people are more worried about being rejected than rejecting. But people said, have asked us, how do you tell a couple we're not interested? And when we first got started, you know, we asked people, how do you do that? And the answer you get from everybody is just tell them, thanks, appreciate it, not feeling it, but we appreciate the interest. Y'all have a great night or whatever. If, you're in a situation like uh, naughty New Orleans or a club or a, a cruise or something that's relatively easy to do. If you go have drinks with a couple, and that's why you don't want to go have dinner the first time you meet, 
because if you go have drinks, it's a lot easier to sit and chat than have to sit through a whole meal, particularly if you just really, really don't hit it off. I think you just have to tell people, you know, we've really enjoyed the evening. For whatever reason, we're not feeling it. You and I may have to come up with some. Hootie hoo. <laughs> hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. I forgot about hootie hoo. Some signals. <laughs> some signals. Now, I was going to say we might need to come up with some lines, but if anybody's listening to us and we say, you know what? We've had a lot of fun. I got to be honest with you, though. You look just like my cousin, and that would be, that's really, really throwing me. I, I really think the, the best way is just to say, anybody that's in the lifestyle knows, we're talking about having sex with each other. You know, we're not talking about just having drinks and being social and sitting and talking and just, you know, social politeness. We're talking about, do you want to go have sex? There's nothing wrong with saying we just don't feel the click. And I think you just do that and move on. That fear is, I think, something we still deal with and still have. We haven't had to do it very often, just as we have been very, very lucky that we haven't had hardly any rejections, but I think we do a lot of talking, getting to know people before we go to the next step. step. But that fear of rejecting is something we've heard from people. And all I can say is it's kind of hard, but everybody knows that not everybody it's part of the game. wants to have sex with everybody else. Are there any other fears that we have left out? Probably. Probably. <laughs> But those are all the only ones that are on our list at the moment. If you if you have any other fears or worries and concerns and you're thinking about getting in the lifestyle or you're brand new, please email us and let us know. And we'll either email, we will email you back. But we'll also talk about it in the podcast. And we appreciate all the people that sent those notes in for tonight's topic. You know what you came here for Everybody getting freaky We are here to give you more Everybody are you with me You know what you came here for Everybody getting freaky One, two, three, four We have been gifted from a manufacturer A really fun toy Uh, It's not a toy Um, It's a device it's a tool. It's a. <laughs> it is a toy. I watched it, you play with it. <laughs> it's a Kegel uh, muscle exerciser. And it's, uh, it's go ahead. It's made for women. Uh, it was designed by a woman, a physical therapist, who found that women who were doing Kegels they weren't doing them right. So she uh, partnered with an engineer, and they came up with this really cool gadget called called a Kegel. K- Which I never got until we said it out loud. I saw K G O A L, like K goal, but until we said it out loud, I never made the association of. You're such a man. Anyhow, um, so they um, asked us to um, try test this out for them and see what we thought and give them some feedback. Um, only a few times into sessions, uh, try sessions, trying it out, but. Now, you've tried the weights, right? Um, I have done a couple of different kind of weights. Uh, but, uh, several years ago, I did had one that was a, it was shaped like a barbell, and I'm not, I still don't know how that thing worked. Yeah, it was really funny watching you with your legs spread out and doing curls. Stop. <laughs> it didn't stop. work that way. And then I had how some that, that were, um, it was a collection of um, six or eight 
teardrop-shaped, graduated weights. They just didn't. They just didn't do it, do what they were supposed to do for me. In addition to just doing the exercise that your OBGYN always tells you to do. So, we got this thing in the mail. I have been testing it out. Now it's weird. It is weird. It's it's kind of like playing uh, pong. Now you got to describe though. There's apps that it connects to your yes. phone with, right? It connects to your phone. It it is Bluetooth enabled. Um, and you insert it into your vagina, and you use your vaginal muscles, your Kegel muscles, as the game controller. <laughs> I know. It sounds so Now, Mrs. Tango, weird. I knew she had it, and I knew that the people knew about our podcast and had asked if, if she'd be interested in trying it out. And they, they gave us one for free, so full disclosure. And we, we said... We'll take it, and we're going to talk about it, good or bad, on the air, but they're fairly confident of it. But when Mrs. Tango yesterday said, okay, I want you to see how this works, and she pulled up her iPhone, and she inserted it, and... I did not insert the iPhone. No, not... <laughs> you're very, yeah, that's the problem, <laughs> is you've got to put this thing in, and then you got to put your phone in there, <laughs> and it's... Yeah, then those muscles really... Okay. You don't put the phone in there. She inserted it, and then she had it connected already to her phone by Bluetooth. No wires. And then she had this game that, like the old breakout, where you got a little paddle that moves back on the fourth, a little bouncing ball that comes down, and if you position the paddle right, it bounces back up, and it knocks a breakout, and it comes down. And she was advancing levels. And the way you were moving that paddle back and forth... I It was... By squeezing my Kegel muscles. It was just kind of funny looking, but apparently very effective. And then you had another one that you used where the shapes came from the bottom. And they'd be circles or diamonds or squares or very long uh, rectangles. And there were two bars at the top. And I think when you squeezed your muscles, it separated. And the more you squeezed, the more it separated, right? And you have to follow the the shape of the Geom- geometry the of the shape coming through the the two bars at the top. And it, I noticed on there that it also talked about your control. So it's not just how much you can squeeze and how long, but also relaxing. And when I was reading the stuff they sent, they said one of the problems with weights and things is that you you have to hold it nonstop. And it's important that there's a relaxation piece. So it measures, I I was looking at the device as you were doing it, and it has a thing where it measures your control and the strength, and it keeps records. It's kind of like a little Fitbit, right? It is. And it keeps records of your progress. Who knew I'd be wearing a Fitbit for my pussy? Really? (laughs) It doesn't go on your wrist, though. That would be cool. No. (laughs) If you had one, you could just carry around all the time and on your little wrist, and then, okay, we won't go there. No, but stop. <laughs> Keiko, guys, there's your idea. It's all yours for free. So you like it, right? I do. Uh, one of the things that uh, works really well for me with this, the the Kegel, as opposed to the other devices I've used over the years, is that I have to pay attention to what I'm doing. I have to be mindful of the muscles that I'm, I'm moving. I have to knock these bricks out. I have to follow the contours of the shapes that are going through this passageway. I think all of that works together to give me the best 
results for the work that I'm doing. It vibrates too, by the way. Do oh, I t- do no, you, know you didn't vibrates? tell me that. It vibrates. If you, if you get a new level, do you get a nice little vibration? <laughs> it does vibrate. Oh, no wonder you think it's more fun than the weights. The weights <laughs> didn't vibrate, and I know that barbell didn't vibrate. We will we'll keep you all uh, apprised and, and updated with progress as she uses it over time. And But right now, it's coming across as a winner. And we're not just saying that because they sent us a free one. It ain't super cheap, but it's not super expensive for what it does. And now I'm sounding like an advertisement. But we will put a link to that on our website and we'll also, they gave us a coupon code. So for any of our uh, listeners, if you're interested in it, then uh, you can get, and I've forgotten what the discount is, whether it's 10% or 15%. I don't they really also know. sent us, and we got to find them in the box that it came with, a bunch of discount coupons. So if we're at Naughty New Orleans and we're talking with somebody and they were interested, we could give it to somebody there too. So we need to figure out where those are. They're probably with, with the, the vibrator doohickey that, is by the same people oh, that they sent us. We'll talk about that one later. That thing's weird looking. Looks like an egg. Or a pear. Pear. And it's just it's not the normal shape of a vibrator. I've forgotten they sent that they kinda of threw the vibrator in too, but I'm curious what we'll it, have to go find it. We'll have to go find it. That's the K goal. And again we'll have more information on our website. A belated congratulations to John and Allie of Swinger Cast. We're not doing our podcast. We were caught up in our life dramas when they had their anniversary, but they have been doing Swinger Cast for 10 years. They were the very first lifestyle podcast. If you listen to our roundtable from Naughty New Orleans 2015, in that roundtable, they talk about how they got started and how there wasn't a category for what they were doing back then. And it's been an amazing 10 years. We owe them a lot. We asked them a lot of questions when we were entering the lifestyle. We listened to a lot of their podcasts to kind of arm us up on what the lifestyle was about. They were always incredibly gracious and kind and only laughed at us when we weren't next to them <laughs> at our, our stupid questions. And we've had the, the pleasure of meeting them in real life, and they are just the the most... Yeah. Fun, accepting. They to me, they represent the lifestyle. They're just and they're hot, and they are, as as she says, hot. But they're just the 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 really very fun people, and they've been doing Swearcast for ten years. And all of us who have podcast today in this owe a lot to them. So congratulations on ten years, and looking forward to the next ten. And speaking of naughty in New Orleans, our hope is that we'll have one more podcast to put out before we go to New Orleans. We will leave four weeks from yesterday. We'll be halfway there by this time. And we're going to drive down. We drive because we carry a whole bunch of crap. We load our little SUV up. We have a suitcase just for the Sibian and attachments. And we're probably going to have another suitcase just for our bar and our Tito's. And a lot of stuff. We take lots of clothes and costumes and just a lot of stuff. It would cost us a fortune to put that on a plane. So we'll be down there Monday. Actually, Monday's July 4th. Oh, fun. And we will be down there Monday in time to have gumbo for lunch and check into the hotel. I'm going to have oysters. I love oysters. Raw oysters? 
We live where there are no oysters. I had raw oysters last time. We might have to have a big oyster feast. But you know, my problem is I pulled my back and I've had some back issues. And I don't know. The doctor warned me about eating oysters, especially raw oysters. Why is that? Well, you have to yank them out. And he said, you don't want to pull a muscle. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you are so like <laughs> Muscle, get it? Ha, 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 ha. Okay, I think that's a probably a pretty good sign. We'll be down there from Monday, July the fourth, uh, all the way through Sunday morning, and it and it's always tough that Sunday morning because we like to hang out at the pool early Sunday morning after we finish whatever we're doing Saturday night and Sunday morning, so we don't have a lot of sleep, and it's always with a little bit of. Uh, Nostalgia is the wrong word. Just a lot of sighs when we look at New Orleans in the rearview mirror. Ennui. What? Ennui. Ennui. Are you speaking French? It's a word that means something like that. I don't know that word, and I speak French. We'll go look it up. I'll go look it up. So we'll be at Naughty in New Orleans. If you're going to be there, send us an email at tango at Two or more to tango.com, spelled just like the words are, two or more to tango, one word.com. Our email, tango at two or more to tango.com. Our Twitter is at two or more to tango, but use the number two instead of the word two, just because of size restrictions on okay. usernames on Twitter. And if any of you have followed us for the little bit that we've been on Facebook, including the, the couple that we talked about from Naughty New Orleans last year who we've done chat back and forth and Facebook Messenger with them. Facebook came out oh, just two or three weeks ago and told me, hey, you got to submit an ID card that shows two or more or Tango as your real names or we're going to shut down your user account. And we're not going to use our real names, go back to fear of being outed, and haven't quite figured out what to do so if you've been trying to get a hold of us or posted things to our two or more to tango facebook page that may go away it's easier to get a hold of us through our email and through our twitter account and i'm still trying to figure that piece out so we'll try to have one more podcast before we get out on the road in four weeks and i think the topic of that will probably be We've had first. What do we pack? Oh no, well, that's not. No? That's not going to be the topic. I think the topic will be, what are our expectations for Naughty New Orleans 2016? It is 2016, right? Uh-huh. Uh The days get longer and the years get shorter. Uh, I think maybe the topic will be we've had significant first every Naughty New Orleans. We went full swap last knot in New Orleans. So what possible first could there be for this knot in New Orleans? Do I see the BDS room in your future? <laughs> <laughs> All that and more on the next two or more to Tango. Is there anything else? I don't think so, Mr. Tango. And let's really hope we don't have that really, really high-pitched whine in this one that made us throw out the one we recorded last night. I know, right? <laughs> Okay, so that's all from us, and thank you for hanging in there, and thank you for all the emails and the notes and Twitter and an email asking where we were. It's nice to know that somebody missed us, and we'll try not to have those big gaps again. So, from Mr. Tango, 
and Mrs. Tango. Have a really good night. Bye. You can knock me down